Trapcast Express. Tratcast Express, it's Monday, June 10th, 2019. Boy, what a day. Let's cut right to the chase. If this sounds like you've heard it before, it's because you have. Kind of. Today, the Novels Ordo Prelates Raymond Burke, Yanis Puyats, Tomasz Peda, Jan Lenga, and Athanasius Schneider published an eight-page document entitled Declaration of the Truths Relating to Some of the Most Common Errors in the Life of the Church of Our Time. In addition to that, they also released an accompanying two-page explanatory note. Both documents are dated May 31st, but weren't published until today. LifeSite, of course, has already put up an online petition people can waste their time signing to signal their support. And uh, as of the recording of this podcast, the number of signatures is at over 4,700. I figure it's probably going to max out at around 10 or maybe 15,000. Exactly what that's going to do is anyone's guess. At this point, it looks like all these things are being done mainly to cause the impression that something is being done. We put up a post earlier today that uh, covers that whole declaration and explanatory note business, and uh, you can find it at novusordowatch.org slash wire. The post bears today's date, June 10th, and is entitled Five Novus Ordo Prelates Release Declaration of Truths in Tacit Rebuke to Francis. Yes, it's a tacit rebuke of Francis. Although the authors of these two documents are more than happy to lament, quote, an almost universal doctrinal confusion and disorientation, unquote, they do not say one word about who is the main cause of all this uh, confusion. Okay, it's like complaining of the bad odor in the living room and bringing in some air fresheners but absolutely refusing to point to the elephant that's been sitting there for the past few years. Yeah, those air fresheners will make the air a lot better for a while, but it's really just going to mask the problem. It's not going to do anything to actually solve it. Now, as far as the content of this uh, declaration goes, it consists of 40 doctrinal affirmations that are made to refute opposing errors. And it's quite obvious that many of them are made in direct response to what Francis has been saying, writing, or otherwise signaling. For example, it directly addresses the question of whether God wills the diversity of religions, and if so, if he does so in the same sense that he wills there to be male and female. That's a direct refutation of what the Declaration on Human Fraternity says, that Francis signed in the United Arab Emirates in early February. And then there are a few other errors condemned that are contained in, implied in, or otherwise associated with Amoris Laetitia, that infernal exhortation Francis released in April of 2016. So it's clear that this document of Burke, Schneider, and all the others is meant as a correction of the errors of Francis, and everybody knows it. But of course they won't say so. So it's like they're, they're, they're basically playing a game, a game of saying something without really saying it. 
but it gets worse. You see, it's one thing to beat around the bush, but it's quite another to, well, let me show you. In the explanatory note on page two, they say, quote, A common voice of the shepherds and the faithful through a precise declaration of the truths will be without any doubt an efficient means of a fraternal and filial aid for the supreme pontiff in the current extraordinary situation of a general doctrinal confusion and disorientation in the life of the church, unquote. I'm sorry, but that's just an insult to the reader's intelligence. Without actually saying so, they're making it seem like this was written to help Francis fight the terrible doctrinal confusion that the church is just inexplicably confronted with when everybody and his mother knows that Francis is the main cause of it, okay, at least since 2013. So, I mean, we really don't have time for silly games like that. You know, Burke and his fellow paper tigers are fighting a losing battle because they accept the Vatican II Church as the true church and Francis as a true pope. Well, if Francis is pope, then it doesn't matter what a bunch of bishops publish, ultimately because the bishop's authority is always trumped by the pope's authority. And so, by them recognizing Francis as pope, anything they do that is against him, is doomed to failure. It doesn't matter what they say in any document as long as they take Bergoglio for their vicar of Christ. That's how the papacy works. Welcome to Catholicism. So this latest installment in the ongoing modernist circus is only going to do one thing. It'll keep everybody busy thinking that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're doing something. Look, in three weeks, nobody will be talking about this anymore anyway. All right, moving on to other news. The Washington Post has published a long interview with uh, Archbishop Carlo Maria Viganò, who's been hiding since releasing his first testimony last summer. Uh, you can find that at WashingtonPost.com. Then, uh, oh yeah, today Francis suddenly remembered that God isn't just all mercy and forgiveness after all. Speaking about the civil war in Syria, the Jesuit apostate said the following to those participating in a meeting of the reunion of aid agencies for the Oriental churches. Quote, Sometimes I also think of the wrath of God that will be unleashed against the leaders of countries that talk about peace and sell weapons to carry out these wars. This hypocrisy is a sin, unquote. And this demonstrates that Francis is quite capable of remembering the wrath and justice of God if he wants to. In other words, when he's talking about something he actually cares about, something that truly matters to him. And that's usually something to do with the temporal human life, food, peace, education, clean water, carbon emissions, whatever. Now, those things aren't wrong. Well, forget about carbon emissions. Uh, but somehow, it's always those things 
that get them all riled up, right? Things that any decent human being will agree we need to be concerned about. But he almost never shows genuine solicitude for supernatural concerns, specifically those relating to God and the salvation of souls. So he has, for example, he has no problem recommending to Muslims that they study the Quran or to declare that God wills there to be different religions just as he wills there to be different sexes, races, and languages. And when a Marxist head of state gives him a sculpture of Christ crucified on a hammer and sickle, the symbols of communism, Francis has no problem with that whatsoever. And to the president of Myanmar, he gives a Vatican-published book on the life of Buddha. And I could go on and on. When it comes to things like that, the justice and wrath of God simply do not exist for Francis. Then it's always, oh, God never tires of forgiving, you know, and whatever. Tenderness, fraternity, sustainable development, whatever. How anyone can't see what's going on here is beyond me. Finally, a recent news story from Benin. Benin is a little country right next to Togo. All right, that probably wasn't very helpful, so let's just say it's a small country in Africa, uh, Western Africa. On May 21st, the international edition of La Croix published a story with the title Benin Catholics turn to rituals in times of crisis. Even voodoo can be a comfort for Africans when prayer is not enough. Now, the local Novos Ordo authorities are not approving that. But the real question here is, why not, considering what one of their latest fake saints, the ever-beloved John Paul II, said to representatives of the voodoo religion on his visit to Benin on February 4, 1993. Namely, quote, You have a strong attachment to the traditions handed on by your ancestors. It is legitimate to be grateful to your forebears who passed on this sense of the sacred. Belief in a single God who is good a sense of celebration, esteem for the moral life, and for harmony in society, unquote. Well, I mean, with that kind of a thumbs up from a saint, no less, right? I mean, supposedly. Uh, who knows? Maybe those novels Ordos in Bernin just started reading the life of Saint John Paul II and decided that, hey, uh, why can't we participate in that uh, sense of celebration a little more here huh? and honor the traditions of our ancestors, darn it? And what's wrong with harmony in society anyway? By the way, if this story about John Paul II and the voodoo witch doctors in Benin is news to you, go to our blog, novusordowatch.org slash wire, and uh, put in the search box towards the top right the words, Voodoo You Trust, and click search. That will bring up an extensive article with a detailed analysis and critique of John Paul's visit to Benin in 1993. You can't make this stuff up. And this goes to show that the Novus Ordo madness uh, really didn't start with Francis in 2013. 
It started long before that. And John Paul II was a milestone in the uh, advancement of the modernist apostasy. And because of his charisma and his intellectual abilities and his feigned piety and apparent conservative morals, he was an incredibly dangerous poisoner of souls. So yes, Francis is really, really bad, but he is obviously bad. Whereas John Paul II was just as bad, but put on the appearance of right belief and piety. And that's why we ever got as far as Francis to begin with. It's because deceivers like John Paul II worked very hard to prepare the way. Tratcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordowatch.org slash donate.